What is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and I want to welcome you guys here to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time, I want to thank you for tuning in to this block party that we have every week. And if this is your 18th whatever time back, what's going on, homie? It's been good to hear from you again, and I want to go ahead and thank you guys for joining me back and supporting me and the block and all I got, all I got going on. So, I want to go ahead and um, first premise that this um, episode is brought to you by my Patreon, and this is where you guys can go and f- do the most support for me and for the show. Um, my Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. That's patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. That's where you can check out our tiers. You just have a tier from about a dollar to up to $35. And this is where you guys can um, also get perks and rewards for being a fan of Bobbo's Block, my poetry, um, my wrestling, whatever you guys support, you guys will get something out of it from me on my Patreon. Um, you guys also will be getting exclusive bonus episodes of Bobbo's Block on there. And as I said, we'll also look into more content as well as more of my projects come to light and come to fruition. So I do want to thank you guys who are supporting the Patreon. Shout outs to you and shout outs to everyone who um, shows me love on social media as well. All right. Um, we <laughs> we have a little bit of an issue today. So, I came in here because this is going to be one of my holiday shows. I was going to do something a little bit light. A little bit, um, how can I say, a little bit off the cuff or whatever. But, uh, as you can see, this, this, this uh, as you can see by the title, this is going to be a little bit of a hot button issue. So, we're going to get into that once we get into the nerdgasm. So, let's start off as we normally do by going through some updates. As you guys know, um, I had a, re- a wrestling match recently at Sunray Professional Wrestling down in Orlando. I was taking on um, a plethora of enemies um, as the game changer Bobby Ledger. And we had a extreme Xmas tree or Xmas tree match where basically it was a hardcore match with Christmas theme and it was weapons all around um, the Christmas tree that we can pick up and using against our, our opponents. Um, I also did another match with my attack partner, the King of Queens, Dashing Cam, um, and team we were Team Kiss It versus Team Echelon um, of Kwame Nas and Justin Dawkins. And the, we went for the Sunray tag team titles. Um, we did come out on top, but as I said, it was still a great match. You guys can go check that out on YouTube. I'll try and see if I can leave a link below in the show notes so you'll be able to see me in full action. Action, action, action. <laughs> um, yeah, I want to thank you guys who came out to that match and supported me in that, and also all the love that you guys showed me for posting up on social media, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Um, if you guys want to follow me as my wrestling persona, you can follow me at Oh, crap. It's going to be Game Changer Bobby without the A. So, yeah. So, G-M-E-C-H-N-G-E-R-B-O-B-B-Y. Game Changer Bobby. Let me go ahead and just double confirm that for you guys. All right. Yes. G. Oh, so, no. Game Changer and only Changer has no A. So, Game, G-A-M-E. Changer, C-H-N-G-E-R, Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y. You can find me there or just look for on Twitter, The Other Fighting Bobby, because that's who I am. Nah, I'm not Bobby Lashley, even though he's got a lot going on right now. Yeah, we're not going to get into wrestling talk. So, but yeah, um, of course, you guys know, coming up on the 26th, I have my next installment or the next night of the Wonderground at the Manhattan. You guys can join us there on the 26th. It'll be $7 to get in, and it'll be me and DJ K Cuts spending on the ones and twos. We'll be doing some poetry. We'll be having some fun, some laughs, some drinks, some hookah, some food, and we'll be doing a holiday poetry cipher. Man, when I tell you you guys have never experienced a Duval poetry cipher, it's something to be something to be behold beheld um the poets here in duval are so unique and so like they spit fire <laughs> like they spit fire from their lungs and, and they give you guys hot bars um and i just wanted to uh, i want to show that off a little bit and i love doing ciphers with a lot of my homies so we're going to see who we can get into the cypher circle who can get spitting some poems back to back to back to back to back to back to back with us kind of wu-tang style um I'm excited for the 26th. The Wonderground has been a wonderful project that I've been working on for quite some time, and I finally made it come to fruition. Um, the Manhattan is a lovely venue that has given us gracious 
um, passage to have them have their stage for that night. Um, we also should have two more shows coming up um, at the beginning of the year. The, on the 14th and the 28th of January will be the shows after this 26th of December show. Okay, I'll keep you guys posted. Keep you guys informed. Make sure you guys hit me up in my DMs. Hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Twitter. Um, if you guys want more information, if you want to join in and come down to the Wonderground, please come on down. We'll be there from 7 to 10 p.m. And you guys can also um, get drink specials for that night. Hookah will be $15. And it said we'll also have food as well available with amazing vibes. All right. Um, December the 18th, we have December the 18th, our Poetry for Tots. We are a part of the Collective Jacks here on Bobble's Block. And as said, Poetry for Tots is a wonderful Wonderful program that we're going to be putting on um, at Blue Chocolate um, over there on Walnut Street. I think it's 1602 Walnut Street uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. And you guys can come down. It's a free show, free event. Just bring a toy, an unwrapped toy um, that you guys can donate to the children of Duval County who don't have the privilege or don't have the opportunity to have toys for this holiday. We have um, so many, so many blessings in our family and so many people who we bless um, through our friends and everything. But we want to also give back with the collective. Um, I know that you guys may not know who is fully a part of the collective, but you'll get to see all of us when you come to Poetry for Tots. Uh, and so that's going to be on December the 18th. Okay, guys? December the 18th. You guys come out, have some fun with us. That is going to be this week, all right? Um, I think we're going to be there from 6 to 9. 6 to 9 on December the 18th. So, yeah. Uh, nextly, we also have a few other things coming up as well. Uh, I probably will get to them. Um, I have not decided yet, but um, December 20th, just in case you're in the Orlando area, um, I Believe in Wrestling, my secondary home for wrestling, uh, is going to be holding a fan appreciation night. That's December the 20th, this Friday. You guys can go down to Orlando, um, to the I Believe in Wrestling Team Visions Dojo, and get a free show. And you guys will be able to see a lot of my homies down there take on take on each other. I may or may not make an appearance. I haven't decided yet. I'll let you guys know on social media if I shall be gracing I Believe in Wrestling and Team Visions Dojo with the gift of the game changer. All right. All right. So I think that's it about the updates. Or so, um, haven't been, haven't been much of a slow week, but it's been, been, been a lot going on on this end. I said, the biggest thing is what we're going to have on a nerdgasm. Cause like I said, I changed up the entire, um, uh, format of the show for this topic here. This is something that I really want to talk about. All right. So let's go ahead and, um, firstly get to, Around, around the, the, net. the net. net. So, around the net this week is going to be short, sweet, to the point. Um, I'm going to go over a couple of things, a couple of dockets, a couple of points on the dockets, and we're going to go ahead and talk about um, the next bonus episode, okay? So, firstly, Video Game Awards. The Video Game Awards happened this past weekend. You guys can go check that out um, on any major streaming platform on YouTube, like IGN, um VGA, like all the video game stuff. This VGA channel should be on YouTube as well. Um, and they should have the full replay if you guys want to watch that whole, like, 18-hour eighteen hour ceremony. But um, we went over the nominees last week. I'm not going to go through that whole list again because, whew, Lord. Um, but the major one was Game of the Year. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, won Game of the Year. And I want to give them a big... Congratulations, a big ups to Sekiro's team. Um, you guys deserve it. There was a lot of a lot of tough competition out there this year. They said along with Death Stranding and Control and like I said, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate in that category. You guys really pulled that one out, and I'm proud to see that um, that artistry really um, took it to consideration of how that really came about for your win of this year. I still haven't beaten Sekiro Shadows Die twice because I died more than twice. Just gonna put let y'all know that I uh, kind of keep dying, but but when I do beat it, when I do beat it, it's gonna be glorious. But yeah, everything everything that I've played on Secure so far has been really good. I'm just not I'm not stealthy, guys. I'm really not stealthy. I suck at being stealthy. Um, those are the hardest missions in Batman for me. Those are the hardest missions in Splinter Cell and fucking um, Metal Gear. I I can't be stealthy to save my life. But yeah, <laughs> Secure Shadows died twice. Big ups, congratulations to you guys. Um, next up on the docket, 
Alright, so the last trailer for The Witcher came out, If we, since we're speaking on things that, that are kind of video game related. Um, the Witcher is being adapted to Netflix as a full-on series. Um, the last trailer looked amazing. I'm really excited about it. I really love The Witcher series as well. But there's going to be, there's going around this weird controversy, quote-unquote controversy. It's just a gripe that fanboys and fangirls have. Um... Right now, they're saying that they are don't know why they picked Henry Cavill because he looks super young to be the Witcher, and the Witcher is a grand a grand zaddy, and he's he's supposed to be older and has a beard and stuff. I don't think they realize that this is basically a prequel. Um, this is when the Witcher was younger, a lot younger. This is how he got his legendary status and legendary name. So Henry can grow the beard. Like, he's going to probably grow the beard throughout the whole thing. And they're going to make him more grisly. Make him a little bit more rugged, a little bit more rough. Like, he has time. This is only season one, guys. It's only season one. So it's a little bit weird that you guys are already complaining. And uh, it's like, just let this dude rock. Let's see how the actual show goes. Thank you. Um, so, going into a little bit tech news. So, I want to go ahead and say this. I want to start integrating more tech news back into the block. Um, I haven't done a gadget glomp in so long. I haven't done any tech reviews for you guys. Um, I want to start talking about teching because it's a big part of my life. I really do love techie stuff. I'm, I'm an early adapter. I'm always on, like, the bleeding edge of any, like, digital landscape that I can find. Like, I literally had, like, when I tell you, I have I've been on, like, when I tell you I'm an early adopter, I don't shit about it. Like, I've been on Snapchat since Snapchat came out. I'm trying to go back to see when I was. All right, see, I started Snapchat on July 31st, 2013. Do you know no one fucking had Snapchat then? Like, <laughs> like literally, I was like, this is going to be big. This is going to be a nice way to communicate things of that nature or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go, I'm going to test it out, play around with it. I've been through every single update of Snapchat that Snapchat has had. So when I say I'm an early adopter, like it's stuff like that. Like when I see a trend of things that are going to be in a particular direction, I'm already on it. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. And also with my tech background, um, with it and also tech support and stuff like that. I love talking about tech. I love, I love integrating tech into my life. I have uh, I have a Echo Dot. I have like all the assistants and everything like that, and I have the trackers and the, and all the crazy stuff that you put on your body to kind of kind of keep all your numbers or whatever. But yeah, I, but there's one thing I probably would not do. I would not install a smart contact lens. Um, <laughs> a smart contact lens is the newest innovation that science is trying to come up with um, that kind of basically brings us more into the future. It gives us what Google Glass was trying to do. It gives you a heads-up display in eye, and you will be able to kind of, I don't know, like monitor your vitals, bariatrics, and your other... Other like um, important information would pop up on your eyeball or whatever. But there's been a major issue with it. Computers get hot. Computers get real hot, <laughs> especially when they're working. If you're if you're using this um, particular circuitry that that we've are grown accustomed to, that's kind of dangerous to put directly onto your eyeball. But now that kind of has changed. There is a new smart contact lens that can actually charge wirelessly without burning your eyeball out of its socket. It can also has new cooling technology to keep it relatively relatively like said low temperature while it's on your eye as well. Um, it uses new supercapacitors that will help speed up the creation of these contact lenses and that help monitor your body, administer medicine, and also, like I said, give you a heads-up display on things that you may want to know or see, like notifications and things like that. We're getting more and more into that kind of sci-fi territory, that Black Mirror um, type time when, we have, when we're seeing more innovations in technology such as this. Um, I've told myself that I'm going to do a whole tech episode. Um, I'm probably going to save that for, for the first episode in, in January, just to kind of like give myself a little bit of time to like go over everything that's going to be coming up and see like the futurist side of, of, of technology that we have right now. Um, it's, it's not scary out there, but it's like really interesting to see how much overlap that we have from science fiction to science reality at this point. Because people will joke or whatever about Black Mirror and how it looks and 
all this other stuff, whatever. But Black Mirror is honestly the best window into what the future may hold for us. We're still going to have like particular like um cars or whatever that don't fly and stuff like that and but we will have this technology because we've always been making things smaller we've always been making things more convenient we have those contact lenses that will show you a full replay back of your your day or whatever moment in time they're always recording they're always sitting something up to the cloud or whatever you will have those robots that will probably hunt us down and kill us because we stole a can of beans. Um, you will have those augmented or virtual reality devices that will take us deeper into video games that we, that we've never thought of as, as a concept before. Like it's going to be kind of, it's going to be kind of astounding to see what we pull off as a, as a human race. Um, and just the ingenuity that we've, we've come across is, tremendous and i'm really excited to to be a part of it um it's also going to be really scary for a lot of other people but yeah oh, that'd be fine that'd be fine that'd be fine um <laughs> all right so moving right along moving right along um i think that's really newsy news um I, i'm trying to think of anything i had personally that I was looking up because I always do that. I always do that. I'll be like, "Oh man, I want to talk about this. ah." I know. So there was a post one day. Um, somebody put up that Batman. If we're going by modern standards of of like said, um, he's born or he's like this age in like 2019. I think he'll be like 2022 by the time the movie comes out. Um, we will have to honestly think about it. He was born in 1994. Or he was born in 1990, he was born in 1992 or three or something like that. Or he was born early. And the incident would have, he was, he's basically a millennial. I think that's what we're saying. Yeah, and the incident would have been 1994. That's what I think they said. Yeah, the incident of Martha and Thomas Wayne being shot would have happened in 1994. So I think he would have been born in 87 or 88 or something like that. So he was probably been my, all right, my age. See, he'd been born about 87, 88, and the incident of his parents being shot would have happened in 1994. Crap, I'm Batman. Oh, my God. So, um, we have to figure out, <laughs> since they were in that time frame of, of movies of 94, what was he watching? I have a lot of, a lot of options here between 1994 movies of November and October. He could have been watching Frankenstein. Um, you could have been watching Double Dragon. That's a good one. Um, the Santa Claus. He could have been watching Star Trek Generations. Um, they could have been taking him to see the Swan Princess. Most likely because he's rich. He probably was watching Miracle on 34th Street. Um, he could have been watching Junior. If his dad was, if they really want to go with the sword fighter gimmick, he literally, he should have been watching the Highlander because Highlander Final Dimension came out on November 29th, 1994. Or he could have been watching the Page Master. Um, what's hilarious to me as well, he also could have been watching Clerks. He could have been watching Pulp Fiction. He could have been watching Little Giants. He could have been watching Stargate. They could have been watching Ed Wood, The Specialist, Hoop Dreams. <laughs> um, what else? Um, The Last Seduction. Um, they would have been watching Wes Craven's The New Nightmare. Like, it's a plethora of movies they could have watched. I would. I love to think that they were probably watching Pulp Fiction or um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. It's like. No little, no real like in between on that. Like, but yeah, Little Giants would have been a good one for Little Bruce Wayne to come out. Um, some people have suggested he probably was definitely watching Stargate or Star Trek Generations. Um, but yeah, tell me guys, what do you think those 1994 movies he could have been watching when his parents were gunned down and killed? Like, because the movie is never really, never really agreed upon. There's been changes in that, in that kind of um, area. Like it once was a Zorro movie. It was also The Great Ghost one time. Um, it was The Phantasm or whatever. The, whatever the, the the thing was from the Batman movie. Um, it was... It's been, it's been changed. It's been fluctuated. Or it's been fudged um, by a few writers. So you guys let me know what you think he could have been watching out of the late 1994 sphere of movies. 
Alright, so, um, that brings me to my next thing. So, I have come on here every week, told you guys, you gotta watch Watchmen. You need to be watching Watchmen. Watchmen is so good, so amazing. The writing staff is, oh, A1. Now, it's over. Watchmen is done for this season. And they may not come back. I am done waiting on y'all. The next bonus episode is going to be a Watchmen recap and review. I'm going through all spoilers. I'm going through all cliffhangers. I'm going through all theories. I'm going through all of the available information and content that has been given to me and all of the content that I feel like has been left out. I'm going through all of the content that they need to touch on in season two. That's going to be a full-on episode, and I I dare you to miss it. Um, Watchmen is so good. It's so good, and it ended so beautifully. Um, just know that the status of everything in Watchmen just changed everything that could happen in Doomsday Clock if it was connected. And I'm so happy it did. Oh, my God. Like, it's so much that took place in this one series. I, I'm i glad that it's kind of a, a standalone of itself, but it had so much of all of the original Watchmen elements into it that it made it so beautiful. Um, You guys are going to be in for a major treat for that. I know for sure I'm going to be going super meta, super in-depth, super conspiracy theory guy on that one. So guys, please tune into that bonus episode. And you know where you can find that bonus episode on first? My Patreon. Again, Patreon is where you guys can go ahead and support me and support the block and all the endeavors that I do from the Wonderground to Wonderground Media Productions to all of the podcasts that I produce to the poetry that I put out to the wrestling matches that I go to. This is how you support me. Everyone thinks that I have a 9 to 5. This is my 9 to 5. I get up. I write content. I make shows. I'm, I will say I've the leap took me. And I've been riding the wave and living the dream. So, you guys, this is how I make my living. And I do want to say that I love the support. And I do thank you guys for everything that you've done. And I just need a little bit of help to how to make sure bills are paid. And um, the Patreon is the best way to help you do that. If you guys can only give a dollar, please give a dollar. If you guys can only give monetary donations, hit up my PayPal. Like you can find me on PayPal at BoboFNN at gmail.com. Um, if you guys want to hit me up on Cash App, my Cash App is Bobo FNN. Again, on my social medias, everything is the same. Bobo FNN. B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N. All right. Um, you can find me that as well on Venmo. If you guys will use Venmo. Um, like I said, this is how I make my bread and butter. It's how I make my earnings. So this is, this is not just me like, hey, I'm putting stuff behind a paywall. No, this is me saying, hey, here's my content. And I, I, I hope that you support me enough that you at least are able to give me a monetary donation towards it. Like all this stuff, whatever I give to you guys, I put out mostly for free. And I said, um, only thing I actually do is pay to come to shows. And I said, um, if you want to support the Patreon, that's the only thing I really ask you to pay for. I don't have any other things where you guys have to like have a subscription service or whatever to, you don't have to like pay per word or something like that for my articles. Bobbles block. The blog is still up. Like you guys can still always go read my content for free or already there. It's just, it's just like, I, I always say that, um, I, I don't like, I don't like asking people for help. It's not really asking for help. This is just really, Telling you guys, these are my services, and if you like to support, you can. I'm giving you the opportunity or a place to support me. So that's all we're doing here with the Patreon. So I don't want people to think that I'm just like asking for money to ask for money. I'm asking for money because this is my job. This is my livelihood. This is what I do. Um, I do thank you for the ones who do support me, and I do want to thank you for the guys who already subscribed to the Patreon. Your your money, your monetary donations really make a big difference, guys. It really does. Um, so yeah, I want to go ahead and give you guys an update on the next episode. Um, next episode will be a holiday block party, holiday block party. Um, we haven't done that since year one or two. Um, this is going to be me 
spinning on the ones and twos. I haven't DJed for you guys in a minute. So I'm going to be doing Christmas show, Christmas songs, um, fall and holiday songs. So stuff that just makes me feel good. I, I listen to a lot of Tribe Called Quest. listen to a lot of Dan Kroll. listen to some Brittany Howard. We listen to some Boys to Men. We listen to some Dottie Hathaway. Whatever's, whatever I got on my on my heart for this for this Christmas um, Christmas block party. So it's just going to be me, you, and some music. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you guys really um, take your time out to to sit down with your friends, family, put it on, and like I said, this will be something that you can have like during an actual like party with your friends. Like I when I when I go in, I go in. So this is gonna be where I'm gonna go in. All right, y'all. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so I know for sure that I will be having some fun with that next week, um, and I will also be putting these playlists for the holiday block party available on Spotify and Apple Music, so you guys can play them for your friends and family. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a slow start, slow start to the new year, but we have things planned out for Bobo's block to where I will not miss a Monday. I will not miss a episode for the foreseeable, like foreseeable first two months. So yeah, (laughs) um, I still haven't figured out what I'm going to do for, for March or whatever, but yeah, we have, we have episodes planned out all the way up until about February. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to go ahead and take a quick little break with you guys, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to go ahead and um, talk this talk this major, major, major um, issue that we have going on, alright? So, see you guys in just a second. Be back here on the block. Alright guys, welcome back from break and thank you guys for kicking it back here on the block. So again, like I said, it's me, your friend of the neighborhood nerd, the Babo. And we're going to go ahead and talk about a subject that's kind of really, really interesting. Um, we have a lot to discuss when it comes to this, but I'm going to go ahead and um, preface this. If you guys um, are fans of the major shows, like the major supernatural hero shows or so, even like just like the spooky shows. Um, American Gods is probably on your radar. American Gods is on the Stars Network, and it has been going on for two seasons, but it was gone for a, a while. Um, I think they said about 19 months or so, but we just learned that it's got a, a renewal for season three. Um, we've added on new cast members, um, and we've added on people like Wale, Danny Trejo, Julia, Julia Sweeney, um, and Crispin Glover, um, was, was firstly announced that he was going to be leaving, um, <laughs> leaving the show, but now he seems to be sticking around. I don't, I don't know what's happening with that. We don't know what's going on at the moment, but, um, this weekend, Something crazy happened. We got a, a, a Instagram or like a, a tweet or literally just like a video from Orlando Jones who plays the character Mr. Nancy. Mr. Nancy is an African god who is kind of, um, I don't want to put this. He's, he's put in the light of the spider storyteller god of Africa called Anansi the spider. And he has been a, such a dynamic role, even though he's only been on there a few episodes. Um, he was literally the draw for the show for a lot of people, just with his 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 two to three monologues that he had throughout the entire series. So we get this this crazy video. I'm just gonna go ahead and play it for you guys. Okay, hopefully you guys can hear it. All right, just give me a second while I get this queued up for you. December 10th, 2018, I was fired from American Gods. There will be no more Mr. Nancy. Don't let these motherfuckers tell you they love Mr. Nancy. They don't. I'm not going to name names, but the new season three showrunner is Connecticut-born and Yale-educated, so he's very smart. And he thinks that Mr. Nancy's angry get-shit-done is the 
wrong message for black America. That's right, this white man sits in that decision-making chair, and I'm sure he has many black BFFs who were his advisors and made it clear to him that if they did not get rid of that angry God, Mr. Nancy, he'd start a Denmark VC uprising in this country. I mean, what else could it be? To the wonderful Neil Gaiman, thank you for allowing me to play this role, for writing this wonderful book, for opening the door, for me to become a writer-producer on season two of American Gods. Thank you, sir. To the magnificent Brian Fuller and the incredible uh, Michael Green, thank you for creating this series and for allowing me also to become uh, Mr. Nancy. I hope the fans enjoyed it because really this is about you. I hope you loved it as much as I loved doing it. And, uh, you know, we see each other again real September. All right. So, um, yeah, that was a lot to take in. That was put up at 8.05 in the morning on December 14th this year. Um, wow. So, if you guys didn't realize, he said September 18th is when he was fired from from American Gods. It's December, y'all. No one said anything about any of this. This has been a full two to three months where we've we've known, well, they've known that Mr. Nancy's not going to be on season three. They've been advertising and putting up the season three's coming back. Like I said, there's, there's a lot that goes on with this. But um, let me first go ahead and state that I was, I'm happy that we have black nerds and black, um, <laughs> black media outlets that cover things like this because as soon as she heard it, um, the blurred girl hopped up on her sh- on her platform and was like, "Yo, let me see what's going on." See, uh, blurred. If you guys don't know who the blurred girl is, please check her out. She's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. She works for Sci-Fi Wire. She works for, um, I want to say Marvel. But <laughs> least she works for Marvel as well. But she works for Sci-Fi Wire. She does a lot, honestly. She does so much that I really can't keep up with it. But she is a force within the blurred community and i'm so proud to um be able to have communication with her but we, we're not like not like buddy buddy but like it's somebody if i if we, we we talk on twitter and we talk online and it's she's so approachable and she's just so um <laughs> she's so like real and that's what i pr- appreciate about her but um karama um she reached out to Orlando jones and she said hey um well, could I sit down and talk with you for a minute? I will put down a link below in the show notes to to the interview exclusively that she has with Arlena Jones. And guys, it is bananas. I want to touch on a few points that they talked about in the in the interview. But as she stated, um, I don't want to tell his story. I want you guys to hear it from his his mouth directly. That's why I'm directing you guys to the exclusive interview on her page on her um on her website so yeah so she oh yeah here's her her um her kind of resume she does work for marvel i knew she did so um she does the blurred girl podcast which is what um Orlando jones is on is which he's on here as well she does the radical geeks with angelique Rocher. um she does who won the week the sci-fi wire official um podcast and she does days of marvel um that is a marvel podcast you guys could definitely check out as well I do want to thank um, everybody for showing so much love and support to Orlando Jones, because on that post alone, it went, it literally it went viral. Um, and it's nothing but us. It's like nothing but black nerds, geeks. It's like everybody who supported him from the jump is here, um, and it's so crazy. Let's go ahead and start off with what we're what what we're all wondering. So when the hell? Did we decide that Hollywood knows what's best for Black America? That's one thing that really stood up to me. He um, states that the showrunner, the new showrunner, he didn't name any names. You'll get the name in the um, in the Blur Girl podcast. I, I don't, I don't want to go into things again. Like I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth. I don't want to say any wrong names or anything like that. So what I'm going to go with what he told told us here that he said that. He knew he knew that the get shit done angry Mr. Nancy was not what's best for Black America, and if we get, keep letting him speaking, we're gonna have basically a riot on our hands. And I don't think he realizes that it wasn't Mr. Nancy that's gonna cause a riot. It's mostly the stuff that already happens to Black people. But we're gonna go. We're gonna. 
we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna test the waters on here. So if you guys have never watched American Gods, you you probably heard of American Gods, and you've heard of the one infamous scene that lives in glory of Minster Nancy on a slave ship talking to the slaves as they're getting trafficked over to America. As they're in the midst of the slave trade, he tells them what their future is. He tells them what their destiny is. He tells them that we are not going to see freedom and neither are your children. But oh, if there's so much that they can do, revolt. Get angry. Get righteously angry. He, he tells them in so many words to start a ruckus. But he also tells them that there's no real hope for it, honestly, because it's going to take more than just a ruckus. Like, you have to go back and just watch that that actual monologue from season one. And honestly, that was he was only in like two or three scenes, not episodes, scenes in that entire first season. And he made the most impact. <sighs> um, Mr. Nancy is a character that we really have wanted for so long because we don't get it depiction or a representation of African gods in Western mythology or Western literature. I knew about Anansi the Spider because I had to think about it. My librarian gave us such a diverse um telling of our history and a diverse um diverse depiction of what different cultures grew up listening and learning and things like that, that I was exposed to West African and South African cultures and, and other other dealings that people probably would never have known. So when you get a Western-bred person, like I said, born and raised, not exposed to that, that, that righteous fury or that, 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 that different culture, you get a little bit of fear when you see Mr. Nancy because he's a black man who has never been shackled in his whole life. He's a black man who who's a god. Firstly, he's a, I'm gonna keep saying a black man. He's a god, an African god who knows no bounds and who 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 has never been like I said getting shackled in his whole life, never been tricked. He is the trickster, and to see his people getting tricked into servitude at this magnitude is so crazy to him. We we find out that Mr. Na uh, Mr. Nancy was gone from the show, but like he was still on there. So we probably were like, all right, whatever. He'll get a couple more scenes or whatever. We'll see what happens because there was a little bit more that's going down. Um, season two, I think he gets three episodes. I want to say, um, I think four episodes. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, he gets like episode four. Um, he gets to be an ending episode of the season and uh, I think he was in another episode around the beginning when they were meeting up or whatever um, but there was so much that took place on behind the scenes that we did not know in this interview um, Arlena Jones states that he literally had to write his own character they had nothing for Mr. Nancy they had nothing for a lot of the characters on American Gods and American Gods is built around their characters like literally the characters are the draw. The characters and the stories of surrounding them are the draw. He did so much work behind the scenes as a writer. They had to give him an executive producer and executive writer standing and credit on the show. And they literally said that they gave him his congratulations of, oh, if it wasn't for you, we probably wouldn't have a season three. Thank you for all your hard work, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, all right, cool. So when I come back for season three, I'm definitely going to be writing this. I want to write that or this and that and the third. Here's what I'm going to be working on for Nancy. Here's what I'm going to work for Bill Quist. Here's what I'm working on for K-pop. And then they call him in September and was like, yeah, we're going to go another direction. These are his words he said. And he's like, ooh, okay. Because just a couple of months before, they called him and said, hey, we got season three. Oh, wow. Gave nobody notice. And they were like, everybody come out and do a reading. Cool. Everybody came out and do a reading. The reading sucked. They were like, we need to rewrite this. And everybody's like, here's the problems here. This is my suggestion. This and that and the third. And then they went home. And then, as he said, in September, he got the call saying that he was going in a different creative direction. But he already he already felt this this type of since before because he was also on Sleepy Hollow. If you guys remember, on Sleepy Hollow, same kind of thing happened. New showrunner came in and they just changed up everything. But that time Orlando kind of saw the writing on the wall. 
Um, he, he, as I always said, there was no hard feelings with leaving Sleepy Hollow. He just knew that he wasn't a part of the story anymore and that he, he was ready to move forward. And then once he did that, he moved on to Mr. Nancy and we thought, oh man, this is going to be lit. This is going to be lit. Like, oh, but again, here's the same, same crap. Like we have this new showrunner coming in, changing everything. And honestly, I don't think that American Gods is going to be the same show in season three that we had in season one and season two. That magic will be gone. And honestly, it's definitely going to be gone if I, now that I know that Orlando was writing most of the characters, especially the black characters. What is happening right now? Like, I don't understand how you take a pivotal part of the cast away. Not in just the sense as he was a pivotal part of like, oh, just the acting part and he made great scenes and great chemistry with the No, he was literally a majority writer on this show. Like he wrote a good chunk of characters. He wrote about four or five characters. What the fuck? <laughs> um he said that they they was told he was told that the new showrunner has a strong black voice, and he knows what the black, black what what the black community and black people need or need to hear, and this is coming from an old ass white man. Y'all, I, I I saw the same thing with Sleepy Hollow. I'm not gonna go through it again with American Gods. I I want to support the actress and the actors that are still there, and the new ones that I do rock with, such as like Wale and Danny Trejo, and I want to be able to. I want to be able to to have hope that the show will right the wrongs that they've they've kind of committed. But honestly, I don't see anything good coming out of season three. And season three may literally be their last season. And with Mister World, with 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 the main character Mister World being up in the air, like it's crazy. I mean, even with. Even now, like since we've we've talked about it since the fourteenth, um, <laughs> since the fourteenth, um, Pablo Schreiber, guy who plays Matt Sweeney, and Musa Karras, the the lady who plays Jin, they're gone. They also were let go from the show as well. Like that's crazy. Along with the original showrunner Brian Fuller and original writer Neil Gaiman, they're also gone. Like, <laughs> yeah, like. Brian Fuller was, was the original short. He's gone, and Neil Gaiman's like he was. He was the main one who first said that, "Hey, I don't like this new script. Let's rewrite this shit." Um, so I don't know where they're gonna go with American Gods, man. But here's the main problem that I have: is this is we need to protect our actors and our actresses who get put in these situations to where they're overworked, over overexerted and then thrown to the wayside like they're just trash because honestly if this wasn't Orlando Jones this probably wouldn't have been a news story I'm gonna be like Orlando Jones has proven himself he's gotten the he's gotten the tenure he's gotten the the clout to just be like hey these motherfuckers try me these, these niggas got me hot like <laughs> so I'm telling you straight up from me to you this is what happened this is what they say. Like I, some people will say like, "Oh, he's trying to do this to stay relevant and and be be in the limelight." Orlando Jones never cared about the limelight. Orlando Jones never, never been one to do shit for clout. So when he says something happened, that should happen. When he says that, hey, this is the reasons why I'm not here anymore. That's literally the reasons why he's not there anymore because. He has no reason to lie to us. He's always been transparent and open with his fan base, transparent and open with everyone who who knows who knows him. So I don't take anything that he says with a grain of salt. I take it with the truth. Like I take it as Orlando was literally shitted on by this showrunner and by this show, and they're trying to kind of cover their tracks down. They're trying to, oh well, um we we gave him credit here and we did this and that there, but like you literally just threw him to the wayside with no, no semblance of a, of like severance, no semblance of, of warning or whatever. You just kind of called him and was like, yeah, we're not going to use you at all. Yeah. But like, even if it wasn't then, it would have been last season anyway, because they had nothing for him until Orlando wrote it. You have to listen to that whole interview that, that, Karam, um, that Karama does because holy crap, like it's, a travesty 
on how weirdly this shit is run backstage on on American Gods. Like, you'll be surprised how much they drop the ball here. Elena Jones is one of the great, great, um, dynamic actors of his generation and of his class to come out of of like said say, of Hollywood. Like, he's done Mad TV. He's done major comedies he's done major dramas he's done television he's done movies he's done he's done literally any and everything like i'm surprised this man is not an egot like that's how much orlando jones has done like he he doesn't get the roses and recognition that he deserves but i believe that we shall give them give them to him now i i implore you guys to go online support orlando let him know that you guys are here for him. Let him know that you guys are, are behind him because he's one of one of us. He's he's a nerd. He's a geek. He 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 he's been a blurred his whole life, dog. Um it's hard to watch someone you admire so much be be trampled upon and they, they have to kind of and they have to like kind of come out of themselves and be like, Hey, y'all not gonna sit here and just treat me any kind of way. I do fight back. I do get get buck i do get ratchet a little bit if you need if i need to but like it you shouldn't have to resort to that because just treat people the way that they deserve to be treated and pay them the way they deserve to be paid it it doesn't take a white man coming in saying i know what's better for black people than a black person so i need to write these black people that we got and it doesn't take a black man sitting here and say like hey why is white? Why is a black woman sitting over here worshiping white Jesus? This stuff should be common knowledge, should be common sense. It's just African gods worshiping white Jesus should never happen. But Orlando Jones had to fix that. We almost got that in season two. Three African gods worshiping white Jesus. Jesus, so tone deaf. Ah. There are a lot. There are a lot of cries out right now that say that we need to make an uproar to get Orlando Jones back on the show. Um, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I'm letting you know. Like, listen to the interview. I wouldn't want to put him back in an environment that I that I know he's not happy in. That's the same thing I would I would put a comparison when um, people were like, CM Punk needs to come back to wrestling. Like, don't put the person where they don't want to be. Don't put the tiger back into a cage now that he's finally broken out and like said he's free with his, and he's okay with his freedom. Like. We shouldn't want people to suffer just because we want a show to be the way that we want. Orlando is, he's upset, but he's at peace with what happened. He wants to move forward, and he doesn't want to move backwards. And moving backwards would be going back to Mr. Nancy just to say, oh, I went back, or I'm, y'all can't get rid of me. No, let them, mm, let them have their way. Let them see what happens when you keep removing us from the narrative. Let them see what happens when you keep taking us out of the room. Let them see what happens when you do not listen to the people whose voices need to be represented. But no, you know what's best. You know what's. You know what we need to hear. I feel sorry because now I now that I know now that I know that it's not going to be the writing staff that I expected it to be. The writing stuff that was on season two. I feel a little bit weary for the Wale character. I feel a little bit weary for the Danny Trejo character because they're not going to get the proper representation, not going to get the proper end of the stick that I feel like they should have gotten or they would have gotten if Orlando was writing their character or if, if somebody of color was writing their character. It's going to be this white guy who thinks he knows what's best for people of color, who thinks he knows what they're going to be, what they need to hear, what they need to say, and b- try to play these characters like puppets. And that's absurd. And I, I honestly don't want to support it. And honestly, American Gods is the only show next to Watchmen that I could really put up to like, hey, these are the two shows you need to watch because they are black AF. Or they are are or, or they are at least um they're at least very open with their dialogue. And it took honestly again Orlando Jones naming the new media K pop. Because they didn't understand K-pop. They didn't know what K-pop was. They didn't want to put put anything on it. But they knew they wanted a Korean actress to come in and, and play the new character, play the new media, whatever. Name her K-pop. K-pop is huge. K-pop is, is, is powerful. Like, come on. Like, oh. It's just, they, they have this innate fear of if we give them power 
over something or we give them agency in some semblance or form or shape that we're going to take it and turn on them. We're not like that. We're not like you. We don't automatically seek revenge. So, yeah. That's what I really have to say on it. You guys um, wanted to hear more. Like I said, please go check out the link. I'm going to try and put it in the show notes uh, to the Blurred Girls exclusive interview with Arlena Jones. Go check out the Blurred Girl on on um, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. Um, you guys can also check me out on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and now Deezer. Um, oh, and yeah, 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 Spotify, Stitcher, yeah. And Podomatic, of course, you're here listening on Podomatic. Um, the block does need your support and need your help. Um, go ahead and give us five star reviews. That'll be able to get us into the rankings and get us up on the viewership and listenership of the show. I do want to thank you guys who are all supporting me and all of my endeavors. And I heard a lot of people telling me or asking me, what do I want for Christmas? All I want for Christmas is you guys to subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon is where you will be doing the most help, most support for me. Um, that is again, patreon.com forward slash Bobo patreon.com forward slash B O B B O. That's where you guys can figure out which tier you want to support and go ahead and give you, give your, um, donations there. You can also do one-time donations to PayPal, Venmo or cash app by doing Bobo F N N or if you need to email Bobo F N N at gmail.com. All right. Well, uh, I think that should be about it. Wrapping it up for me, guys. Um, go ahead and again, check me out on social media for any updates or any news that you want to be following for me or the block. Um, I have been your friendly neighbor nerd, the Bobo, and I want to thank you for joining me and kick it again here with you next week. All right. Peace. <laughs>